Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class from HowStuffWorks.com. Bonjour and welcome to the podcast. I'm editor Candace Gibson, joined today as always by the ever merry Josh Clark, my uh, my writer du jour. Right. How is it going, Candace? It's going very well. It looks like you've just taken a big bite of something. Yeah, it's cake. Um, you know they're throwing a party in the conference room for Sarah Dowdy's birthday. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. We got to get some of this cake. It is really good. It looks good. Mm. Well, anyway, so I was just in there, and uh, somebody, I think it was Katie Lambert, says. Let them eat cake, you know, just kind of jokingly. So I says to Clambert, I says, be careful, because the last person who said that had her head cut off. What do you think? Well, it's not true. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it's kind of a cute thing to say, and I'm sure people laugh politely, but it's not true. I, I did get a polite laugh. That was about it. Oh, well, Katie knows better, so she was humoring you. Well, no, I mean, Marie Antoinette said it, and for saying it, they stormed the Bastille and cut her head off. Oh, wrong and wrong and wrong. A third well, time. okay, and fill me in, <laughs> Miss I Know Everything About the French Revolution. <laughs> uh, the Frev, as I like to abbreviate it. Um, Marie Antoinette was actually about 10 years old when that phrase appeared in Jean-Jacques Rousseau's Confessions. Okay. And supposedly, he either turned the phrase himself or he got it from Maria Theresa, who was married to King Louis XIV. And if she actually did say it, which was just a rumor, she would have been saying, not literally let them eat cake, like the vanilla kind with the sugar flowers that you have, but brioche, which is actually an egg-based bread. That sounds much worse than the cake I have. You mean tasting? Or? Yeah. Um, I prefer, you know, the sugary kind. I a nice brioche at brunch, you know, okay. at a birthday party, perhaps not. Anyway, the point being, from an economical standpoint, it was it was a pretty wise thing to say. What how, she how was so? well, she was referring to this law in France that dictated at what prices bakers could sell their bread. And uh, uh, yes, the French baker law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you laugh, but it's true. I didn't so, laugh. You laughed. I did laugh. You're right. I laugh at everything, though. Anyway, so the law was you had to sell your fancier breads, like, you know, your brioche, at the same price as your cheaper flour and water loaves if that supply ran out. If the cheaper ones ran out? Yes. So the the peasants got the good stuff at the same price? Right. That seems pretty fair. Yeah, so the peasants didn't go hungry. So, you know, the story behind the falls let them eat cake thing was that the people in Paris were starving and hungry. Marie Antoinette supposedly said, let them eat cake. What really would have happened if Maria Theresa did say it was she heard that the peasants were hungry and starving. She said, well, if there is no bread, then let them have the brioche at the same cost. And there you have it. It's a sweet little story, isn't it? Oh, very sweet. That's heartwarming. I know. Okay, so that's fiction. Yeah. Wow. That's like the one of the few things I know about Marie Antoinette, but... I do know that that's not the only scandal. This woman was a very scandalous figure, mm-hmm. right? I mean, she was there when the, the French revolted, overthrew the monarchy, and established their own system of government, right? Yeah, she and was it was in part because of her, wasn't it? Precisely. I mean, uh, she like she had an affair with like a, a Swede, right? That's what I heard. Tell me, that's not fiction. That's not fiction. Yes, that's true. That okay. one you can you can cling on to. It was. Um, it wasn't exactly a, a torrid, rolling in the boudoir love affair. It was very uh, t- 
tender and genuine from what I understand. Uh, you're referring to Count Axel von Fersen, who is a, a Swede, and they met at a ball in Paris, mm-hmm. and they kept up communication over several years. He actually went away to help fight in the American Revolution and was back and forth between Sweden and France, and eventually he came back. And by this time, Louis had given Marie Antoinette her own little place on the grounds of Versailles. It was called Petit Trianon. Yeah, I've, I've heard the descriptions of this place. It sounds beautiful. Yeah. Didn't you basically go Kim Basinger and buy an entire town? <laughs> um, kind of, sort of. It was a house originally built for, I believe, Madame du Pompadour. And of course. The idea was just a pleasure house. It was a complete getaway. And Marie Antoinette was a tomboy when she was growing up. She really liked hunting and animals and the rough and tumble life. And so she wanted to bring a little bit of that flavor to Versailles. So she actually created her own provincial village wow. outside Petit Trianon. Complete with cows? Complete with cows. And mm-hmm. sheep, one of my personal fave animals. Um so she had all these rustic-looking buildings, but while some of them actually operated, most of them had other things inside, you know, like other little um, getaways or extensions of the house. So it was almost like, I don't know, going to MGM and seeing all these backdrops, but behind, you know, you realize they're just a prop. Really? Mm-hmm. And didn't she put on plays there? I mean, that, that kind of that would coincide with that. Yeah, it was her own little fantasy world, and she had a jewel box theater, and... Uh, when she gave these performances, it was one of the only times that Louis would come to train on. It was her getaway, but he would come by to see her perform, and she would play the part of, of dairy maids. And for someone who had as much money and extravagant things as she did, she certainly liked, you know, taking off the dog, as the reversal of the expression goes. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> I guess, but putting on the dog is not the expression for getting all fancy. I have not heard that, actually. Um, well, she took off the dog. Okay. All anyway. Right. Well, yeah, I got the impression that she uh, got homesick kind of kind of frequently uh, for Vienna and, and, like you said, her tomboy upbringing or, mm-hmm. you know, childhood, that kind of thing. So she did have the affair with the Swede then? Yes. Okay. Fact. So... The reason I heard, I've got, I've got another one. The reason I've heard that she had an affair with the Swede was because her husband, Louis the Fifteenth, uh, was impotent. Is that is that fact or fiction? Um, also a fact. But yes, I, actually, it was Louis the Sixteenth. But yes, okay. I know. Right. There's Roman numerals. They're crazy. Great. So two out of three ain't bad. No, not bad at all. Yeah. Um, well, it's you know kind of bad for Marie Antoinette because we're laughing at her bedroom life, and it was pretty pitiful. Wow. And <laughs> yeah, it really was. And I'm not the only one to think so. During her lifetime, there were pamphlets that sort of amounted to what are you know, tabloids today being circulated around Paris and the headlines just screamed, King can't do it with Queen. You wow. Know? Royal couple fails to consummate marriage. Well, yeah, Still with monarchies, no you know, they, they, they're big into producing heirs. So I can imagine that was pretty scandalous. How long did this go on for? Because, I mean, they eventually did have kids, right? Yeah, seven years. Seven years seven without years. kids. I'll bet there are plenty of pamphlets. Yeah, and the first kid was a girl. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. So that didn't solve a whole lot. But they did have a boy eventually. They did go on to have children. But, you know, it was just so funny because there were so many factors about their lives that were really working against them in this. For one, Louis was really interested in locks. I've heard that. Yeah, locks. Uh, yeah. And locks. The, the big joke was that the king couldn't find where to put his key and you know, little, <laughs> little jokes like this. And a lot of pressure was on Marie Antoinette. You know, this marriage was obviously a political marriage. It mm-hmm. was designed to 
unite the Austrian Habsburgs with the French Bourbons. And her mother would write her letter saying, you need to be kissing on him more and touching on him more and be warmer in the bedroom. And you need to be taking better care of yourself to make yourself attractive to him. And she just felt really awful. You know, she was still really young at this time. How, How old? They, I think she was 15 when they got married. Wow, that's pretty young. Yeah, by the time... Almost too young. Almost too young. There you have it. But um, by the time they became monarchs, I think she was in her 20s, very, very early 20s. So, yep, a lot of pressure. Wow, that is a lot of pressure. So, okay, so I'm two for three today, which Mm -hmm. isn't bad. That's uh, better than my usual 0 for 1. So uh, I appreciate you clearing that up. I'm going to go talk to Clamber and uh, tell her I was wrong. Okay. Yeah. So thanks for this. And uh, you want me to get you some cake? Uh, just some champagne. Just champagne. Yeah, that'll okay. do. You got it. I'm on uh, glass number three, so oh. I'll bring a couple for us. And you know what? If you want to dash back when you've got that other piece of cake, I'll tell you one more interesting tidbit about her. So we're back, and I promised you one more interesting detail about Marie Antoinette, and here goes. What is it? Supposedly, she was allowed a $3.6 million, in today's dollars, uh, allowance for her wardrobe, and she always surpassed that because she liked ordering gowns trimmed in silver and gold and dripping with diamonds and emeralds and sapphires. Wow. I'm, I have a tuxedo that has, um, you know, emeralds all over it, but that's just one. Well, and that's, you know, that's practical. That's for the work party. Sure. We need those here. Sure. Yeah. I forgot it today. Luckily, I'm wearing my ball gown. So if you want even more royal fodder, uh, you can read the top five Marie Antoinette scandals on HowStuffWorks.com. You've got to get some of this cake. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. 